everyone, and thanks for joining us. The Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, with sponsorship from Rebecca's Dream, welcomes you to the Young Adult Council's podcast series, which will address a variety of issues for those living with mood disorders, specifically those between the ages of 18 and 29. My name is Darylyn Dexter, a mental health professional and one of the co-chairs for the Young Adult Council, and I'm joined by Linnea Johnson, a mental health advocate and author of Perfect Chaos, for a discussion about when, how, and with whom to share your diagnosis. Welcome, Lydia. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Glad that we finally got together. <laughs> me as well. I'm really excited because um, I definitely think that this is a really important topic. You know, there's millions of individuals out there who are living with mood disorders. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people really struggling in regards to whether they should tell somebody that they have a diagnosis and how to tell and when is a good time? So I think that this is going to be really important. Absolutely. And there's so many different different times and places to tell, like who to tell, whether it's your boss or your friends or your partner. Um, it's a difficult process. Exactly. So one of the things that I really like about this podcast series is that um, DBSA and Rebecca's Dream really wants the series they wanted it to be created by individuals and facilitated by individuals who kind of have experience with these issues. So I think that it's great that we can kind of speak firsthand from what we know. So with that, what has your experience of living with a mood disorder been like? So it's definitely been a journey, to say the least. Um, you know, I have to say there's been many bad times, but I feel like even many more good times. You know, there's been days when I just have to push myself just to leave the house or to get out of bed, but then there's many other days when I just wonder how I got so lucky and feel like this illness has given me so many things as well. Um, so it's been a process. It's been a process of acceptance and a process of self-realization and hard work and a journey, for sure. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that you say that this journey has kind of taught you, that it's kind of been like a blessing kind of because it's taught you things. A lot of people don't really look at mental illness and think that it's something that they should be, you know, grateful for or thankful for as, as far as like how it impacts their life. So I think it's great that you've had the experience that, you know, you've had the negative, but then you've also found a way for it to mean be something meaningful in your life as well. So when you think about talking with somebody about having a mental illness, why do you think that it would be difficult for people to kind of vocalize that they have a mental diagnosis? Well, I think that stigma in America is just prevalent across all spectrums. You know, it is so pervasive in our media, in our criminal justice system, our school systems, you know, even in our social systems. Um, it's so hard when we continually have these stories of tragedy at gunpoint as a mm -hmm. result of instability. It's hard for Americans to see that this is actually a larger problem with a lack of services and not because of character flaws in the individuals. So, um, you know, how do you live in a society that has so many tragedies that can't see that we're not getting services to the most sick? 
Um, and how do you really feel safe experiencing this experience and sharing it when there's so much fear and hatred and ignorance out there surrounding mental illness? I definitely it's think daunting. you hit the nail on that. Yeah, I definitely think you hit the nail on the head, especially with the stigma and the shame. I think a lot of it is kind of the psychoeducation aspect of it. You know, as a therapist, we I spend a lot of time teaching people about what mental illness is and how it can affect people, what the prognosis is, what we can do about it. But it's tough because I feel like the general public doesn't really know that much about mental illness. I think a lot of it comes from what they see on the news or what they see in entertainment. And a lot of times that isn't really accurate. So if somebody watches TV and sees someone with bipolar disorder and they get the impression that people with bipolar disorder are always violent or that they're just out of control and impulsive and all of these things, then of course somebody would have a difficult time, you know, wanting to open up about having that kind of mental illness. You know, I just, I think that a lot of it has to do with the way that mental health and mental illness is presented in this country. And, you know, I heard a a talk by Kay Redfield Jameson, who's one of my heroes, and she was saying, you know, people that live well with mental illness don't have to talk about it. Why would they talk about it when they have, when this is going on? I mean, the problem that we have is that those who are living really well with it and you and I just had this conversation about it's so nice to find each other who are both doing amazing things but living well with it because mm-hmm. I never have anyone I can talk to that also is like, oh, I'm doing a million things and, you know, accomplishing a lot, but I also have bipolar. And it's really refreshing to be like, you know, it is one in four of us and people mm-hmm. are living well with it. They're just not talking about it. Right. And I think, you know, it's for a reason, especially depending on what kind of field you work in or depending on where you're at in your life or with your illness, it's it's difficult. But like you said, it's really refreshing to find other people. We're definitely not the only ones, which I think is why this podcast is so important, because other people are going to hear this and they're going to say, you know what, I fit that demographic, 18 to 29, and if these folks can do it, then, you know, I can do it. So I really think that this is, you know, an important discussion that we're having. So yeah. for yourself, can you think of some examples of people that you felt in your life probably really needed to know, like the people that you really sat down and had that conversation with and why those people? So when you sent me this question, I really thought about it and I just, I thought, you know, I feel like every person I meet needs to know I have a mental illness, <laughs> not because not because I want them to feel sorry for me or know my pain or any of that, but so that they can do that thing that I see so often when I'm advocating when they say, wait, she's just like me. You know, when <laughs> my favorite job as an, as an advocate is when I speak to medical students. And when I enter the room, you know, they've merely read all these textbooks and then they see me and I'm their age and I'm one of their peers and I have the same interests and, you know, I could be sitting in the audience with them and they realize this could happen to anyone. This could happen to me. This could be, you know, my fellow medical students sitting next to me. You know, we never really know. So I feel like if everyone knew that I had a mental illness and knew, like, all the things I'm still accomplishing, that would fight stigma in a big way. Yeah. 
I, I get what you're saying. You know, there's not really like a face to, you know, an anxiety disorder or a bipolar disorder or depression. You just, you don't, you can't just look at a person and just say, oh, that person has, you know, this disorder. So I think kind of talking about it and saying, letting people know whether it's your partner in a relationship needs to know or your family members, your close friends, um, even a work supervisor, like letting people know this is what, you know, I have going on, not just for the sake of, well, you know, in case something happens, you know, this this is something that you need to know about me, but also like, hey, I have this, but then I can also live a really productive and awesome life just like you. It doesn't make me any different. And I think that's probably back with the stigma is a, a reason why a lot of people don't really say anything about having a mental illness because they feel like it makes them different from from other people. And especially, I was just having this conversation with one of my friends the other day about how it's an internal struggle and she feels like she's walking around a lot and people look at her and they think that she's doing okay, but she really has like this internal struggle and she feels like that kind of makes her different. And the thing is, you're still a person, even if you have a mental illness, you're a person first, you're just a person who lives with you know, a mental illness, just like there are people who live with diabetes or asthma or whatever. You're still a person. And I think that's one of the big things I think people should probably remember first. Yeah. And that's why I always, instead of saying I um, am bipolar, I say I have bipolar or I live with bipolar because it's not who I am. It's just part of me that, you know, is part of what makes me a dynamic individual. Right. Agreed, agreed. Um, so have you ever had a difficult time with sharing your diagnosis with someone? Or maybe you, you kind of sat them down and you disclosed and you didn't get the kind of feedback that you were hoping for? I know sometimes you go into conversations with an expectation of, you know, I hope they take this really well and this is really easy because I have a lot of anxiety about telling this person this and it just didn't go that way. Um, I've been pretty lucky, but there are definitely people that are uncomfortable with me talking about my mental illness um, and the fact that I am so open about it. Mm-hmm. I've never had anyone really be, like, outwardly rude to me or mean, but I've definitely had people, like, immediately change the conversation or mm-hmm. find a reason to, like, walk away because... I tell them what I do. It's not like I'm like sitting there like telling them all about me being bipolar, but even saying I'm a mental health advocate and they ask Mm -hmm. why and I say, well, I have bipolar and I talk about it. You know, they'll, a lot of times people will find a a reason to change the subject because they're really uncomfortable with it. Some of them think it's really cool and like, oh, I've never heard anyone doing this. That's so cool. Tell me more. So it, it really just depends, I think, on people's own you know, understanding of mental illness, their own insecurities mm-hmm. around it, their own insecurities around themselves. Right. Um, I find that it can be either really empowering, you know, you can have a conversation with somebody and then it it kind of opens up the gates for them too and then you learn something about that person. But in my experience, I've also had it kind of go in a different direction where a person will say, well, you don't have that. Those people are crazy or something to that effect. And then for me, that's really frustrating just because I know that that person is speaking from a lack of knowledge. So I really try to use that opportunity to say, well, what is that you know about mood disorders? What do you know about bipolar disorder? And to just kind of have 
that conversation with that person to kind of enlighten them a little bit so that maybe the next time they encounter a person who has a mental illness, they don't kind of react like that. Because I know that, yeah. and I know other people who've had negative experiences with it, and it's really damaging, and it kind of, you kind of clam up at first, and you're, you kind of have that reaction where you're like, wait a minute, why did I even just say that? Maybe I should never tell anybody that, but I definitely think yeah. that it's important. And it ruins your confidence. If that, yeah. like that can be so harmful. And, yeah. you know, what I always get is, you don't look like someone who, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't look like someone who what? Like, Right. hospitalized, has bipolar, right. suicidal. Like, it it looks like all of us. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, and that's what I mean when I say, like, there's, like, no face. There's, there's no way you can look at a person and just kind of know that. And especially, like, you and I, because I know that we're both very busy and we're, we're both involved in a lot of things. So people probably look at us like, wait a minute. You're doing all these things. You look so well-adjusted. How could you possibly? Like, I, I had a person tell me one time. But you, you look so put together. And I thought that has nothing to do with anything. A lot of people pull themselves together every day, but that doesn't mean that on the inside that they don't have all of these things going on. And I think that it's important to kind of talk about, like, even, like, when it is a struggle. So I make sure that when I have that conversation, whether it's with my friends or my family members or a person that I'm in a relationship with, like, I tell them the good. Like, it's I've been blessed to have it because of this. Or it's it's been difficult because I've also been through this, and this has happened to me because of it. And they're like, you look so put together. It's like, yeah, but you didn't see me three months ago. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a process. Like, sometimes I don't look so put together, but I right. still, like, can go through my life. <laughs> exactly. And mental illness is something that you definitely have to take on a daily basis, you know. Yeah. You have to kind of wake up and see how you feel today and kind of evaluate and mitigate and work through things, you know, as the day presents itself. It's not, you know, everything. And another issue that I have is with when we're talking about medication that people take, you know, I've had people say to me, well, can't you just take medication for that and then that'll just fix everything? (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of a misconception that people have that taking medication will just fix you and make you just perfect. And first of all, there's no such thing as perfect. But I try to make sure that when I talk to people, it's no, you know, you take medication so that you can better manage your symptoms. It's not a cure all because I think that a lot of people really, really think of medicine that way when it comes to mental illness, and that's it's not really how it happens either. So I think that's another thing that's kind of important to share when you're talking with someone about mental illness and how it affects your life and I really freak them out because medication (laughs) um, doesn't work really that well for me and so Mm -hmm. I actually get electroconvulsive therapy or shock therapy um, sometimes Mm -hmm. instead (laughs) so that makes them really uncomfortable really yeah I can imagine I can imagine People are probably like, they still do that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think to most, to the general public, you know, it seems barbaric probably. It seems like an old practice and like something that's dangerous, but it's actually been shown to be really helpful. So, I mean, yeah. again, a lot of it comes down to like knowledge and what people know, what people don't know. And there definitely needs to be a lot more programming just 
informing people about, you know, mental health and mental illness. You know, I feel I'm excited because I feel like a lot of things kind of within the mental health umbrella and spectrum are getting out there. Like even yesterday during the Super Bowl, I saw a commercial for domestic violence. I don't know if you saw that. And yeah. it made me it made me really excited that they aired that when they knew that millions of people would be watching because there needs to be awareness about all of these mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I was really excited about that. Yeah, and they had a ton of disability commercials, which was really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. So in regards to disclosing, has has there ever been an instance or a kind of like a person where you just specifically just chose, I don't think it's a good idea for me to disclose. I know a lot of times that happens with people at work. They don't, people don't like to go into work and tell their supervisor, hey, I have depression or I have bipolar disorder. You should probably know that about me. So do you have, is there for you and your experience ever been in a, a situation like that? Um, yeah, I don't disclose on like job interviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unless they know that I'm an advocate and if it comes out naturally, but um, I don't disclose when I feel like someone is being like kind of belligerent in their ignorance about mental illness. Um, So I make sure that I feel safe because sometimes like you'll be out in public and people will be like, you know, like I've never had people say bad things to me when I disclose, but I've definitely mm-hmm. had them in my presence be talking bad about people like, oh, I had this roommate who was bipolar. She was the worst person in the world. And, oh, you know, so that. if they're too, if they're acting really belligerent, then I won't feel mm-hmm. safe to disclose. Although yeah. if someone's saying something mean or dumb um, that seems like they can be rational, then I always speak up. Um, okay. It just really depends on, on the safety, like, that I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't bring it up unless it's relevant to the conversation. I don't hold back. I just don't make it a conversation starter, you know. Um, <laughs> right. So if yeah. it if it comes up, then I then I'll tell someone. But um, in work settings, I unless I talk about being an advocate or mm-hmm. it comes up naturally, um, I don't bring it up. Yeah, I definitely think there's a time and a place you know, for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's definitely important. But like you said, it's really important to gauge your personal safety kind of in the situation because you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to feel stigmatized or shamed or under attack or less confident about yourself because, like I said, those things can be really, really damaging. And I think you made a good – you brought up something that people do all the time when they, oh, that person's so bipolar. I can't stand when people do that. You know, yeah. or like when the weather changes quickly, oh, the weather's still bipolar today. And people just throw the term around so loosely, not really recognizing that that's a serious thing that people live with every day. And they're like, yeah. the weather's so schizophrenic. I'm like, do you have a yes. thought disorder? It doesn't actually, like, you can't describe the weather as that. It's a thought disorder. Right, right. <laughs> it's a completely different thing. But people, again, it's it's the knowledge. People just don't know, and they just kind of throw things around, and it really just kind of gets under my skin. But I also kind of use that as an opportunity to to ask people, like, 
well, how much do other people already know about that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I love to kind of just challenge people. Any opportunity that I can get to kind of challenge somebody on something mental health related, I kind of like to do because I, I think that it's something that everybody should be aware of. There's millions of people living with all kinds of different disorders, anxiety disorders, personality disorders, mood disorders. So if you think about it, Every one of us is probably connected to somebody who lives with some kind of mental illness. So it's just important for you to know in general. Right. And, I mean, the WHO has the statistic that one in four people in the whole world will have a a brain um, disorder at some point, you know, in their lives. So Mm -hmm. it's going to they're going to have a mental or cognitive disability at some point in their life. So. Very really everywhere. And I think if we can make it less of a taboo topic, then I think more people will talk about it and hopefully we can get more services to people. Services, I know that's another thing that hinders people from getting the help that they need because services can be so expensive or hard to find. Right. But it's, mental health is a lot of work that needs to be done, but it's a, it's a, it's a great field. So, definitely. Based on your own personal experience, what would you tell someone who is thinking about sharing information about a mental health diagnosis? Um, well, we kind of talked about this before. I guess just be tactful, you know, right mm-hmm. place, right time. And really, I think it's so important to have confidence in yourself and the yeah. hard work that you do every day just to leave the house, you know, have confidence <laughs> right. knowing that, like, you can get out of bed and, like, think of how hard things are, but you still do them. And so have right. confidence knowing that you're super strong. Um, I think living with mental illness and just, um, you know, <laughs> getting up when you're depressed is really courageous and daring, and we should let that give us confidence. You know, it takes a really strong person to go through life when you have to struggle so much all the time. So when you share that truth, just remember that you, like, are this strong, like, you know, awesome person. And remember that you should be confident in how good you do every day, um, even if it's just putting one foot in front of the other. So, you know, when you go to tell that truth to people, just be courageous in, you know, the person you are in that sense that, you know, this is something incredible about you that you're able to do and get through and move through life with. Right. I think it's really about, like, embracing your mental Instead of looking at it as something that's just kind of hindering you and keeping you down, embracing it as something that's really a part of yourself. You know, even on the good, the bad, the ugly days, it is a part of who you are and giving yourself that credit, you know, where it's due. Um I definitely think it's important to, when you're disclosing to people, give them, you know, the basics in regards to, you know, yourself. You're talking to someone in your life about having a mental illness. You're you're not talking about everybody who has that mental illness. So let them know what it is and how it affects you. You know, let them know, you know, you have bipolar disorder, you have manic episodes, you have, you know, depressive episodes. This is what you go through. Answer their questions. I think that's probably the biggest thing is sometimes people will just throw it out there. I have this and then that's it. And the conversation changed the subject. And I think 
right. the people on the receiving end of that may have some questions like, well, wait, I, you know, just in case I want to support you, what, what else do I need to know? So I think it's important to kind of answer their questions as well. And then kind of letting the other person know why you're telling them. Like any time that I've ever told someone, like when I told my sisters, it was, you guys are my sisters. You're the closest people to me ever. And I think that you guys should probably know this about me. And then yeah. it was such a relief because it was like, oh, they asked me their questions. I answered their questions. And they said, well, that makes sense. And so they just totally embraced it. And it was great. But I definitely think it's important to kind of let that person know why. So it was, you know, I need your trust, I need your support. I just need you to know. Or I just needed to talk about this with somebody, just kind of normalizing it pretty much. I think is really important. And then I, what what would you say to somebody who has kind of put themselves out there with that truth but then has received a negative reaction? What would you what advice would you kind of give that person about you know moving forward or not letting that kind of really get them down? Um well unfortunately, I think some people just will never get it. You know, they just they can't grasp it and so it's really holding that courage and strength in you and kind of taking a moment to kind of feel sad for their inability to grasp something so powerful and Mm -hmm. acknowledge that you know their own fears around the subject you know maybe for them it's too close to home or maybe they've been hurt before maybe they just have no idea what a depression feels like and just can't grasp the concept Right. I mean, I have some family members who are so supportive, but I think they can never really get it sometimes because they just don't know what a depression feels like, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe remember they weren't, maybe they weren't brought up in a family that was allowed to talk about feelings or have feelings. So really right. just kind of have love for them and know that you don't need them to remind you that you're strong and brave and awesome, you know, that kind of feel love for them and the fact that they might not be able to grasp something that you can. That's really empathetic, kind of like putting yourself in that person's shoes, like, oh, well, maybe, you know, they reacted to me because they're, you know, they, they don't understand. Like, you're right, everybody's not going to understand what it's like to not be able to get yourself out of bed. And then to yeah. struggle the entire day or to not be able to sleep at night or all of the different things that we go through, you know, when having a mental illness. I think it's really important to kind of pat yourself on the back, whether you got the best reaction in the world or you got the worst reaction in the world, because it's a really big and tough decision to make in the first place to even kind of open your mouth and even share that with somebody there's lots of fear anxiety you just you just don't really know what's going to happen so I think you know it's it's important not to let that get you down and not to let that kind of hinder you from sharing yourself with others and I think that's important oh go ahead ahead. I was going to say it's just also important to really just kind of listen to that person and just kind of let them know that you're there for them as well. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just know, you know, that they're missing out on something that makes you a really distinct and like solid individual. Like they're, they're missing out on 
knowing something kind of really cool about you that may not always feel cool, but it's something like powerful about you that they just are not going to get. And I, I feel sad for them. Right. I feel like I've been so privileged in that the sense that I feel like it's, I feel like such a creative person. I feel like I can be such a productive person. I can, you know, think outside the box. I can be um, people oriented. And I feel like that's, kind of helped me in that way and I feel like kind of whether people accept it or not it's something that you have to come to terms with yourself and I think that's an important thing to do before you ever decide to tell anybody is just kind of making sure that you're educated yourself about your mental illness and that you really kind of work through whatever feelings that you may have personally about you know having a mental illness or about you know how you're going to be affected or or whatever, just making sure that you yourself are at peace with that so that you can live the the best, most balanced, positive, and healthy life that you can live before you even decide to share with anybody else. I think that's probably the first and foremost important thing. Oh, absolutely. I think it's so important to, like, kind of gauge where you are on the acceptance spectrum, right? So, like, (laughs) you know, I feel like for me, I, like, kind of oscillate sometimes back and forth between mm-hmm. like this isn't fair I hate this and and like this is amazing it's made me like so much stronger and like right more compassionate you know so it just kind of feel out where are you with your own illness where are you with your own like feelings of strength mm-hmm. versus insecurity versus you know just being fragile like when I'm really right. fragile or times when I might not bring it up yeah, definitely. I think overall, when a person is really managing their, you know, their illness well, and you just, it just teaches you resiliency. And I think that's right. something that people really should should know about mental illness is that it's something that can make a person incredibly, incredibly resilient. And I feel like Absolutely. there's a lot of the negative connotation that's left to have before any of the positive. So I think that's also an important thing for people to keep in mind when when you're thinking about whether you're on the receiving end or you're you're telling someone just remembering that that it can it can be an empowering thing. It doesn't have to be a burden. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this discussion about when, how, and with whom to share um, a diagnosis. Is there anything else that you want to that you want to say or that you want to let anybody know? I think you've had a pretty productive conversation, and I really appreciate all of your input. Yeah, I know that these are just kind of platitudes everyone says, but really, just love yourself in knowing that you're living this struggle and you're strong and powerful and it's something that if you really you know work with it and work hard it can make you just such an amazing person and I really feel like it's it's made me stronger and more compassionate and um, more resilient and so just remember that when when you are lacking confidence to share that with people, that this is actually something that can be really amazing about you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And just remember also that you are not by yourself, that there are other people out there who are living with the same things and going through the same things that you are going through. And just finding support for yourself, whether it's interacting with people who can relate to you like that same way, kind of like us having this conversation or, you know, just finding other ways to really take care of yourself, but just remembering that you are not out there by yourself doing this. So that's, I think the last thing that I really want to say that I forgot to say earlier is, you know, most of my experience when I disclose is, oh, my God, me too, or I've never Mm -hmm. told anyone but, or, you know, my sister or my neighbor. And it's like all of a sudden you have, like, people with these really intense experiences it's like suddenly you have this family of people that love you like because you shared the same experience and and my advocacy has really developed I've had such strong relationships develop just because we've both disclosed so just know that like amazing relationships can start because of this absolutely absolutely I definitely agree with that Well, thank you again, Linnea, and thank you to all of our listeners. We hope that this information is helpful and that you will tune in for further discussions. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.